You are a survivor. The bits of you that are broken, the bits of you that are damaged, do not see them that way. Instead, see them as slowly being filled with the beautiful experiences and truths you have learned from the damage, the equivalent of Lakert gold. I want you to remember you are not a broken thing. Instead, you are a human full of incredible and wonderful experience, made of the same things swords and diamonds are made of. You are a survivor, my darling, and I salute you for everything you have been through and for making the universe so proud, so very proud of what you have become. You hear it? Oh, well. And he stumps hard, so please ignore the stumping on the feet. You can hear him on oh. stairs. He stumps really hard. My little one does the same thing. But we are good to go. Well, hello, and welcome back to another episode of So Problematic. This is your girl, Cece. And Jay. <laughs> and we have our guest, Miss Benita. Hello. How are you? Great, great. I know. Thank you for joining us today. Thank you. <laughs> glad to be here. Like, I, I was kind of nervous today, but I'm good. I'm good. No, don't be <laughs> nervous with us. We Look, we we sit here. We have conversation. We yeah, clown a lot sometimes. <laughs> it's like the easiest, the easiest podcast interview you'll ever do. We're just like, really? What? Stop it, girl. Uh-uh. Mm-hmm. Some things I'll be like, Ooh. Sometimes we say too much. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I love it. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> we'd be like, oh, oh, mm-hmm. oh especially late. afterwards, we'd be like, um, <laughs> we'd, we'd, yeah. we'd, we'd cancel a whole podcast. We don't record it because we're just like, we can't pull that out. I was like, wait, my uh, husband ain't going to like this. Like, I was like, uh-uh. I told him. Well, that's not going to happen with us. Oh, <laughs> <God>. <laughs> so we brought Bonita on so that um, this is October, which is Breast Cancer Awareness Month. So we wanted to bring someone who has survived and still is surviving because I feel like you carry that with you every day. Mm -hmm. So we wanted to know when were you diagnosed and what age? Okay. So I am Benita and I'm 38 years old. Um, When I was 36, uh, let's say, uh, I'm going to say 34, I got... um, breast augmentation because I have three children and I knew I wasn't going to have any more and I just wanted to revamp myself mm-hmm. as most of us do and um, so I got a breast augmentation done in a few months after that when you get your breast so a breast what I got done was implants and a lift mm-hmm. just to okay. back. when you get that done you're very like swollen and stiff and they want you to massage your breast and whatnot. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to say a few weeks after getting my breast done in 2016, um, I felt like a lump inside my, like something like hard, like mm. very, very hard, but it didn't hurt. I'm pushing in like, did they drop something inside of me? Like when it oh. like, is in the same spot, you know, and I'm just kind of like, and it didn't hurt. So I didn't think anything like mm-hmm. wild and crazy. Um, I brought it to the intentions of my doctors and they had initially told me that because 
um, it's, it's scar tissue, you know, mm -hmm. I, it's, it, you know, they just, it's scar tissue. Don't worry. Let it, you know, just keep massaging. They, you know, they, they did ask a few times that I have any, um, cancer in my family. And I told them no, because okay. that's the truth. My mom's still alive. My grandma, everybody, no cancer in the family of no kind, you oh, know? Okay. So, and then I was very healthy. I wasn't sick or anything. I was very vibrant, you know, young woman. Yeah. Um, maybe two years later, you know, and mm. I go to my doctors faithfully once, you know, the yearly checkups and whatnot, they kept pushing it off. You're fine. The scar tissue, don't worry. Um, two years after that, which was in 2018, mm -hmm. from 16 to 18, when I would lift my arm like this, you can actually see the lump oh. intruding a little bit out of, you know, and I'm like, it's grown because this wasn't like this before. Mm -hmm. And I pushed for tests and, um, you know, I pushed for tests and I got a, a biopsy done and it came back and I actually went to the results by myself because I just knew it was going to be benign from what my previous doctors was telling me. But right. I knew in my conscience that something was wrong, but I wasn't sick, it didn't mm -hmm. hurt. So I just kind of pushed it off for two mm -hmm. years. And when it came back that I had cancer, I almost fell out the chair because I didn't have mm -hmm. anyone there with me. I was in complete shock because oh I had other things to do right after that appointment, you know? Yeah, like, like, yeah. being a mom for like your whole day. Mm -hmm. cancer, you know, I, I thought I died that day, yeah. and that was September 27, 2018. Wow. Um, when I got in my car, that's when it hit me that I had cancer, and I took a picture of myself. Like, it hit me, and I was crying, and mm -hmm. I actually got pulled over, too. Pulling you out. got pulled I over? I was driving so fast to get home, like, to hug my kids and just oh. be with family. Yes. Literally, as, as I'm pulling out of the hospital, driving a little bit, maybe a light up, I got pulled over by a motorcycle cop, and you know, when they put, and it, oh. was, it was a hot uh, September 27th, mm -hmm. you know when a, a motorcycle police pull you over, you're going to get a ticket. Yeah. When they came up to the car, I was already crying, had the papers in the passenger seat, mm -hmm. and he walked up like, ma'am, you know you were doing 65 and a 45 or whatever, and I'm just kind of like, I just found out I have cancer, and like, and I was just, I just remember handing him the paperwork. The, he didn't touch it. He yeah. was just like, ma'am, like, I'm so sorry. You know, he was just, he waited with me for like yeah. 15, 20 minutes. Um, he was just like, do you need me to follow you home? I'm not going to give you a ticket. I totally understand. And, mm. you know, he just kind of waited with me and just told me to drive slow. And I went home. And... Wow. <sighs> so that's how I found out um, that I had cancer, you know. Um, and... Initially, they had told me it was, I found it early. Okay. And that I wasn't even stage one and that they can go in and get the lump out, you know, uh -huh. but with more tests happening and all that. Um, they, they discovered that, you know, it had spread and it metastasized into my bones. So I went from not even being stage to stage mm -hmm. four. And that wow. was a month. So September to November. Um, I was going to have the surgery done in November to remove the lump a week, the week of Thanksgiving, mm -hmm. the day before that surgery, they called me in and I thought they were going to go over the procedure and everything. Yeah. Um, they were like, we can't do your surgery because you're, you're stage, you know, at four it's in your bones. So 
they found that the cancer was in my sternum, in my chest, mm -mm. Here, um, in my spine, in the midst. I don't know what how to name it, but it's like three sections of your spine. So the mid spine, straight back, and um, in my pelvis bones, in my hips. Okay. And, um, they suggested I start chemotherapy right away, and I didn't know anything about chemo. Like I was right. like, I didn't. Even, I'm preparing for the surgery now. You're telling me chemo? Like my the first thing I thought was like my hair is gonna like you know mm -hmm. like exactly. I didn't know anything about chemo. And I was oh, doing that in four days of finding out that they couldn't do the surgery. So it was a lot. It was a lot. It was hard, hard, very hard. I was going to say that sounds hard because it's, a lot of information is being given to you at the same time where you're trying to adjust yeah. to the information you just received only two months ago. Yeah. You know, yep. and I know you, you probably tried to do a little bit of research and find out a couple of things. But at that point, it was like three and four. I looked at one and two. Yeah. I looked at three, stage three or four during that time. So to be told that the day before surgery, and I had opted to remove both breasts that mm -hmm. are doing a lumpectomy, they call yeah. it. I wanted to remove both breasts because I have daughters and I just wanted to like make sure it didn't come back or whatever. Mm -hmm. So I had, um, I was going to remove both breasts and mm -hmm. get them reconstructed. Okay. Eight, after eight weeks to two months after um, that surgery. So I did wow. have to remove my breasts because I yeah. was like, oh, cancer here and mm -hmm. it can come back here. Take them. Yeah. Okay. So I went did through that you, whole, uh -huh. go ahead. I'm sorry. Did you find yourself kind of like blaming yourself or blaming, you know? I didn't know what to think during that time because you, you know, I went back thinking like, what was I doing? Like, cause nobody in my family has cancer. Mm -hmm. Like, So did it come? I'm an avid, um, I partake with the natural herbs of the earth. Yes. God. Kind of <laughs> mm -hmm. So I, I love my cannabis, you know what I mean? And yeah, I, I know, I'm like, know. oh my gosh, I got it because I'm using like a uh, Dutch master, like the Dutch, like it's uh -huh. it you, started, like, you started peeping everything you wanted oh, to know like, mm -hmm. how to be that because you know like that's the only thing so i like literally you know got rid of that and mm -hmm. like, just, i stopped everything and, and you know i just like oh my god yeah so, so what what obstacles did you face um during the treatment process anything that came up that was just kind of like real difficult the i think that the hardest thing for me um, going through during that, during, during that time was that I had already separated from my children's father mm -hmm. months prior to finding out that I had cancer. And then when I mm -hmm. found out I had cancer, you know, I was trying to fix our family. Like, yeah, we need to get back. You're the only person I know. Been married for 16 years, three right. kids. Um, but during that time, he was far gone. He was gone. Like, with someone else, you know? Right. I'm feeling, sis. Um, I'm feeling. <laughs> when he would be in treatment with me, mm -hmm. you know, he would be in his phone. Mm -hmm. Or he'd be like, he would say things like, um, oh, I have to take this call, you know, and walk off. Yeah. Multiple times. And I'm in this uh, chemo treatment for four and a half hours. Yeah. Every other week. Um, and that, and I knew something then. Mm -hmm. and, and so just to see his 
So that was the hardest part, just to, right. to not. You felt alone yeah, in, that, in those moments. You felt alone. Yeah. To lean on somebody that you've known for the longest that kind of was checked out. So yeah. that was harder, harder than anything that I've gone through with chemo or anything uh, just to, to have that feeling of you know going through this alone so that was uh-huh. hard now let me say because let me tell you I was, i'm very excited to be in this conversation with you because hearing stage four for me is like you know when you think of stage four you think oh that person done gone ain't no oh, hope, ain't yeah. no way yep. oh, they're yeah. done yeah. so i can imagine how you would have felt hearing stage four it's like well damn yeah There's nothing they could do for me now nothing. you know like, my thing is like and I understand what you mean by, you know, because right now, me, technically, I'm separated, going through a divorce uh-huh, okay. from, you know, my daughter's father. Okay. And um, something you said there is, for me, recently, I was hospitalized for tonsils, which is nothing compared to breast cancer. I'm say that right now, even compared to okay. that. I was compare that. <laughs> but the sense of not having somebody there, mm-hmm. I definitely understand because at that point, it was like, dang, should I go back and try to fix this? Even though, like you said, my is long gone yeah. mentally. Yeah. Um, now I have, must ask, so where did you draw your strength to make it through? Because let me tell you, mm-hmm. people like, oh, you're by yourself. For me personally, you know, I believe in God. So for me, I tell my I draw my strength from God and my sense of women like Calvina who were there for yeah. me. So I must ask, where did you draw your strength from to just get through? It's the man above because mm-hmm. I was like, when you talk to certain people and tell them you have cancer, mm-hmm. um, either they're going to say, it's I already figured it out, like one or two things. Oh, I'm so sorry. Like, or <laughs> my mom died from that. Like, like oh, either man. Death story about yeah. somebody else. And that's not encouraging to somebody that's going through what they're going. Don't, that's mm-hmm. the worst thing you can ever. Oh, my aunt, my cousin, oh, she had that too. She And I'm like, oh, how did she? You know, you want to hear um, positive. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So um, that was like hard to, 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 you know, just put it like this. When I started chemo and my hair, because I had long braids, I love my braids. I yeah. love braiding hair. Bonita Beach braids, long braids. You know, I used to do my own hair. I love my braids. Like, yeah. I love, I go to the beach every day. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. I do. But, um, it's just like when they tell you like you're gonna have to cut your braids out because your hair is going to fall out after your first treatment they went after my cancer very aggressively because i didn't have any underlying issues going on i was very healthy very Mm -hmm. you know yeah um so to actually cut my hair off so i cut it off the day of my treatment i have like youtube videos and stuff that you know um that was hard because you to not have your hair and you know mm-hmm. for us as women mm-hmm. uh, this is our like it's a part of you it's a part of you yes yeah, yeah, like, like, you are gorgeous as hell with your hair with thank you this girl's got models like, oh, oh my god so that's a nice <laughs> you look beautiful I, always, I get it you know, <laughs> I, I just you know so that was hard and i yeah. didn't leave my home for months during that because wow. i went to for six months and maybe the first three and a half months i kind of went to chemo and came home and just went to my kids things and was had to had and everything glasses trying to because I thought that everybody who saw me would see cancer I didn't yeah. know and then what helped me was Black Panther came out that same year 
Oh, called affair with the black. Yes, right. Time I went out with you know to the store, I was like, kind of like, you know, and this woman walked up to me and was like, You're so beautiful. And I'm like, Thank I didn't even know how to say thank you. I don't even remember saying thank you. I think I went to to the negative, like, but I didn't I didn't mean to do this. You know, it was the right. cancer. I have cancer and mm-hmm. you know, going through treatment. And it went from you're so beautiful where I should have just said thank you yeah. to like her feeling sorry for me. And I hate I don't want anyone to feel bad for me. Right. Like that, that that oh, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. So, I, I think that's it. that's like we said the other night. That's other. That's how people react. Like yeah, they yeah. don't know what else to say. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. You, know? you have to learn how to, you know, just say thank you and keep mm-hmm. it moving instead of just want. I don't want sympathy from anybody. Like feeling bad for me. Right. Like, you know. I must thing. ask because how would you want somebody to react when they hear you have or you had? You don't have no much. But you know that you had cancer at that time, how would you want somebody to react? Because I would look at me and be like, dang, girl, like you moving around, like, like. Gotcha, okay. My family, you know, my mom, my dad or whatever, they're very supportive, but they don't look at me like that because they mm-hmm. see I get up every day, I work out every morning, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like I, I get ready for the day. I don't, I'm not looking for that sympathy of being sick. Right, you know? okay. I want to see people see me still, out and about oh, doing things. Right. Right. Gotcha. right. Okay. You know I mean? Like I'm not. It's some people out there that's like that, and yeah. I know. But I'm not like one of those people. I'm right. still. You want people to know you for you still. Your yes. body is the one that's fighting that yes. cancer, mm-hmm. not you. You I are can. still you, and that's what I realized when I, you know, know people with mm-hmm. cancer or disease. I feel like. They want to be still treated as themselves. Yeah. I yeah. ask because, you know, I think a lot of people that's going to listen to this and they don't know how to react. Like, I think before me going through my separation divorce, I used to do that. It's like, oh, I'm so sorry. And now I was telling, teasing somebody else that when people ask me, so what's going on with you or someone? So I'm just like, it's good. Everything's good. We're making it work. Yeah. We're, we're working because you know, I, I didn't want to be myself. I'm sick of hearing, yeah. oh, I'm so sorry to hear that. I pray you guys make it work. Yeah. Oh, yes. you sure you didn't try hard enough? I'm like, you know what? Screw this. And now I'm like, I wonder how other people feel when I can be like, oh, mm-hmm. I'm so sorry. Now I'm like, well, how should I, how should I respond? I don't want to be like, I'm so sorry anymore. Yeah. like, girl, yeah. you're doing the damn thing. But I think, I think you have to know that person because like Benita, she, mm-hmm. she doesn't want it. Like, I know that she doesn't want it. Mm-hmm. So now that I know that, I know to just treat her like normal. Like if she yeah. felt like she wanted to discuss it with mm-hmm. me, I think she would. Right. You yeah. know, so I think that you have to know that individual enough to know that either they're going to talk about it mm-hmm. or they're not. Mm-hmm. And they just want you to continue to just treat them as is. Gotcha. I'm very open. I'm very, as you've seen mm-hmm. on my mm-hmm. Facebook or whatever. Um, what's his name? Chadwick Bossman. Yes. Mm-hmm. Like he was very private. And mm-hmm. I looked at his situation like, wow, he like still lived his life. Yes. What I'm trying to do, but was private because he didn't want people to feel sorry for him mm-hmm. going through that. And I'm thinking of me, like, I'm still like him, but I'm mm-hmm. very open about my situation. You know what I mean? Like, right. yeah. so I'm like, is that a, in, in my head, I weigh it like, should I like not be private, but like, am I too open? Sometimes I feel like I'm just no. like, no. no, because at the end of the day, it's your story. Somebody's going to relate to it. Yeah. Um, 
I think more so, I think he probably felt private because he's such a big oh, figure. Yeah. And he mm. was probably protecting the privacy of his, I think he has what, two kids? One no, kid? No kids. No kids? Well, his, kid. wife. his wife. His wife. His wife. Yeah, yeah. You know, so it was probably that he didn't want that sympathy. He didn't want that, oh my God, like being treated differently. He was known for working very hard. He didn't want to overshadow. He didn't want to overshadow his work. Right. Sometimes I feel like because I was so open and am I coming off like I'm just do I like I don't know. I just in my head, I've been thinking about this the past few weeks. Like, Mm -hmm. am I coming off where I I want people to feel like some type of way about me because I'm like sharing? I think you're sharing it in a empowering type of way. If you're if you're sitting there and you're talking the negative only. Oh, and no. I probably, I probably would look at you and be like, well, she just wants sympathy, you know? Like that beach picture with your booty. I was like, yes, girl. <laughs> I, am, I was like, yes, girl, empowerment. That's what got me through. Like, girl, mm-hmm. that was empowering. That just mm-hmm. came out when I found out I had cancer and I went bald and yeah, like, I just had to wear the big hoop earrings. And yeah, like, mm-hmm. it, it was empowering. I was like, oh my gosh. But I learned his hair does not make you. It doesn't. Right. This mm-hmm. is like, it, it, I look back on the pictures when I was bald and I was like going through it, but mm-hmm. I look back like, dang, I really felt looking at those pictures that I was mo- more beautiful, bald, where you can just see beautiful. Yeah. I loved it. All Me the too. hair and all that that I've wore before. So, yeah. I think that hair is a fashion statement. Yeah. I think that we, because we probably have been brought up mm-hmm. to take mm-hmm. care of our hair. Yeah. you know yeah. be a certain type of way yeah. it has defined us in so many ways that now when we look at it I refer myself I can look at it and say if I cut my hair today then it is what it is it'll grow back you yeah. know but I think it's such a fashion statement but we just take so much on to it that we feel like it's a part of us and yes. that's probably what, what the struggle was mm-hmm. so I want to ask um as because you are a mother of three uh-huh. um how did how was how was that to tell your children when you got home? Um, I don't think I shared it with the children right away. Okay. Um, I was going through a separation right before I found out I had cancer, so I was I kind of moved in with my parents because I didn't want to shift, you know, do anything, you know, like mm-hmm. for the kids. But I think they took it okay because when they would come visit me here at my parents. Um, I would have fun things planned out to do like because you know it's just like when I was married I didn't do a lot of things mm-hmm. if he could do it with me you know what I mean yeah. so I felt limited but now not being you know free a little bit not to say free I don't want to use that word but <laughs> on my own because I don't want to say oh I'm free because I'm seeing like no, no <laughs> but um you know on my own now and then when I get my children I can just do whatever that you know what I mean so they yeah. felt like wow when I go to mom's I can we have a lot of fun and do fun things and mm-hmm. you know I always had them out and about they're very outdoorsy kids yeah um, compared to me being home and kind of trying to fit in that little circle bubble that I was doing prior so the kids right. have taken it okay they've never really seen me sick because I have I was going to treatment and being here at my mom's while they were right. with the cat. And then on my good days, I would go because they all play sports. Mm-hmm. I try to be at every practice, the games, try not to miss wow. games. Oh. That. 
So I, I have to say that my kids are very strong. Mm-hmm. I've never showed like weakness to them or like mm-hmm. where they, you know, I, I just think they don't even think that I have cancer. Like I'm just, right. mom, you know, and I don't want to say I have cancer because I don't. I'm in yes. remission right now. Thank you, I Jesus. Know, that's right. Amen. Amen. I just go to treatment once a month still. It's more of a hormonal treatment because I found that they found that my cancer was estrogen driven. And you know, us women, oh. estrogen going through us. There's so, much to, really. There's so yes. much to learn. There's so much to learn. Our estrogen decreases as we get older in our 40s, 50s, mm-hmm. going through menopause. So okay. that's when you go through the menopause. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But me being 34, what was it, 36 at the time, mm-hmm. they had to take my estrogen out of me. It's like, you can't have estrogen going through you because that's feed fertilizing your cancer. So oh. the treatment that I'm on right now, that's once a month, has me in menopause. I've been going through that for two years, um, which is like a 40, 50 year, not even 40, I'm gonna say 56 year old woman that would go through. Mm-hmm. So I, my hormones have been like a little out of whack. I'm very emotional, mm-hmm. let's put it like that. And I do mm-hmm. have hot flashes. Those are the two symptoms that I'm dealing with right now. Um, I, I have no estrogen, no, no estrogen going through me. None. I didn't even know it that you can even do that. I thought, I thought it either. had to be a balance. Yeah, it's different. Um, can't, you know, with the breast cancer, it's different, mm-hmm. you know, things going on. But mine is more hormonal therapy. That's what I'm doing right now. Yeah. So wow. right now, you, so basically, you went from stage four cancer breast cancer to going in remission amazing, amazing. yeah, I'm yeah. In since november last year so next month will make a year um i do get treated every three months pet scans mm. and bone scans to ensure that i'm still in that so that's hard like, so do you before. have to continue that for like a while this is what they don't the doctors kind of step back like we don't want to do anything else because this is what's got you Mm-hmm. where you are they initially right. told me most women that have what i have mm-hmm. live between one to three years that's what my doctor told me yep what yep so last summer in june that's what made me kind of like jump in my car and i drove from florida to california mm-hmm. yes you did honey myself and back solo cross country and it was amazing that was the best trip of my life and speaking on that Basically, because that was my next question, how has this changed your perspective on life? When I before going on that trip, mm-hmm. I went cross country, met amazing people. Mm-hmm. Those people that I met driving cross country has been more of a support system for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, than yeah. most that I've known for years and years and years. They still wow. email, call, send like care packages and things like things mm-hmm. that they know oh, that that's I like wonderful. talking to me. Um, this country is, is a beautiful, beautiful, like I know everybody wanted their passport to travel here, here, go out the country. Our country is so beautiful. Like I thought me being in Florida by the beaches, like I live where everybody vacations, you know what I mean? Yeah. Mm-hmm. See those mountains and those, like, they don't have the ocean, but they have like in mid, the middle of the country, mm-hmm. they have, like the it's like fresh water, like the rivers and the valleys and like oh, the, I like that. It was so amazing. I would do that again. I would do <laughs> that. Sounds like fun. But when I got back from that trip and I didn't mm-hmm. do treatment, 
then that summer I was gone, um, I found out I was in remission. Mm-hmm. And I do, I, it's the man above first, mm-hmm. but I want to say that it was me going from, we're at um, zero to 50 feet above uh, sea level here. Mm-hmm. So I was on mountains 10,000 feet above sea level. Just wow. mm-hmm. fresh, crisp air, like just being in positive energy. Yes. Know? Yes. It made you appreciate life, period, and nature and the oh, beauty wow. of just it was beautiful here. Yeah. And if you follow me, CC, I know. You I have you have traveled. Weeks, you, you have know, traveled. Going there and back. I figured I'm like, this girl's living her best life right now. Yeah. Like you beat cancer. You know what I'm saying? A lot of people can't say yeah, that right now. Beat that damn thing. She needs stage four. She needs stage four. Stage four, and my doctors told me initially that I would never hear the word remission because mm-hmm. I am far along, and and you know I just that was the hardest thing. Like just right. So are fifteen. My daughter's fifteen. My oldest daughter, she's in tenth grade. My son is thirteen in the eighth mm-hmm. grade. And my youngest daughter's nine in the fourth grade. Mm-hmm. So I feel like I my fight has been, I have to be with my children. I did not yes, have yes. mommy. Yes. Give up and, and I reside. So mm-hmm. They're my motivation. <laughs> you. You know? I know that's right. Yeah. That squirrel is in squirrel. <laughs> oh, sorry. I was paying attention to the squirrel. <laughs> not going across the line uh, that. Oh, okay. that, that and that resides but she said that you know for your kids like you're fighting for your kids yeah as a, as a mom mm-hmm. you know your first thing is my kids like yeah anybody raise my freaking kids with me mm-hmm. yeah. so i'll be dead if i go out yeah, but no. that is definitely amazing i was with remission that means that it's it's not in your bones or anything they're trying to say they're saying that it is um what remission to them what how they made me feel is that they don't when they go through my scans mm-hmm. they don't see the light ups of the cancer like it's not okay. so they're not okay. saying that it's gone because it can come back and sometimes after remission it comes back hard on you mm-hmm. but they didn't see the light ups and like the where the cancer was supposed to be they haven't wow. been seeing them and they said i'm a walking miracle and i want to believe that you know yeah. We believe it. Zero to stage four, like mm-hmm. so. Um, I believe that every day, and I think that it's all mental. Like okay. you have to wow. be mentally mm-hmm. and get through it each day. Yeah. When you start soaking into your disease or whatever's going on with your body, mm-hmm. it's gonna it can take you faster because you're mm-hmm. like you have to stay I've mentally strong. Yeah. What would you tell a woman right now? She's listening to this and she's uh-huh. just like, listen, you <clears throat> told me I had stage four cancer. Mm-hmm. What, like, you know, what would you tell her at this point? Like, she's devastated. She's just sitting uh, and, she's, and she's watching this video. Like, yep. what can she hear from you that world? If you're watching this video, I would love to tell you to make sure you listen to your body, know your body. Like, if don't second, because I could have found this earlier me listening to myself but listening mm-hmm. to the doctors who you kind of like think they're doctor and like whatever right mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. scar tissue don't worry scar tissue i knew something was wrong mm-hmm. but it didn't hurt and i wasn't sick so i just kind of brushed it under the rug right know your body listen to your body go for your checkups ask questions because at the end of the day 
when most people, men and women, when they go to the doctors, they feeling like, oh, they're, you know, they, I don't want to say work for you, but they're. They do. They do. They, they work, do. work for no, you. No, they do. They do. Some people feel like the doctor's a doctor, so they, nope. whatever they no, do. They work for you. They, they work. work. You're paying them. They yeah. pay you. They're regurgitating what they read out of a book. So, yes. Mm-hmm. I should have said two years ago, I need this test. Yeah. No. I, yeah, I know what you're saying, but no, I, but I'm listening to them. You know, you're kind of yeah. like rushed it. So if I could tell a woman anything, if you have your doctor's insurance or whatever the case may be, mm-hmm. know your body, get tested. Um, just if you feel anything weird going on with your breasts and touch your breasts. It's okay. Yes. It's it okay. I know that's what all night tonight. Keep playing games. I, I'm just saying, like, I feel like I'm touching up all them things. Like, I'm, I'm gonna touch like, my little nip nip. <laughs> little nip, nip. Well, well, God, let me tell you, I don't want to talk to you. You owe me half an ass cheek. So I'm done with you talking. <laughs> oh my gosh. You owe me half still. I'm waiting. Yeah, I'm gonna take it off when we turn 90 and she's gone. I'm like, she owe me. Something got to give. But yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. But, <laughs> oh my gosh. Well, we're. Happy and you know we thank you for joining us today mm-hmm. and telling your story. I'm sure somebody's going to resonate with what you oh, had God. to say today. You being a mm. mother, you surviving stage four. Mm. I mean, every day is a battle because, like you said, it can come back. You just never know. But we're gonna stay positive. Yep. We're gonna look to the man above to make yep. sure that he has you covered. You know yeah. what I'm saying? So no. Don't put all your business on Front Street. Well, where do you see yourself in five years, honey? I know you ain't got to give some details about homies' names. In five years. I hope my now, let me know. Let me know. Story. My lo- I told myself when my hair grew back, I was growing locks. Like, mm. I am growing. Lock, sisters. I love it. We locking it, girl. We locking us. Lock sisters. We locking it. Okay. Okay. But I did. I only have locks on the top. I love that. I'm be honest with you. I'm ready to shave. It's beautiful. It is beautiful. I don't have hair here and all the way around. It's because that's my remembrance of what I've gone through when I'm oh, here. So I have like 30, 39 little locks here. I'm going to combine. I, like I do. I love it. Mm-hmm. On you. You look great. <laughs> thank you you know so i'm i just you know i just in five years i just see myself with long locks just kind of okay traveling again just being like there for my children mm-hmm. um being independent because i was married for 16 years and i'm going through a divorce right now wow and it's hard I'm, I'm with you on that and, but um you know, I put all my eggs in one basket here and I just, I just want to have my own and just to walk my truth. Like, you know, on my, but I, if God blesses me with someone else down the line, maybe it'll happen. But right now my mindset is not, I'm just mm-hmm. thinking about oh, yeah. just staying positive, doing right. what I want to do, making decisions on my own without having to act, turn and ask, you know, is this okay? Like, should we, you know, right. being like, truly single in god you know what i mean well, i like that thing i need right now like i don't mm-hmm. need to lean and depend on someone else so the support thing i don't have it i mean my parents i don't want to say i don't have support but um 
everybody is busy in their lives and I can't wait for someone to just you know what I mean like people always say oh if you need me call and ask I'm not gonna ever do that I feel you on that girl I feel you on that one just be there like I'm not gonna deny you like you know I'm never gonna ask yeah that's just how I am like I understand especially me I'm going to divorce also at this point in time and so I, I we say single in God and just wanting to be do you and just find your place i moved back to my dad recently um less than two weeks ago not even on the 15th of october i'm a month today yesterday oh you're a month yesterday i'm I'm two weeks it's hard people feel like oh at least i love my parents i wish i had more parents but rough (laughs) you feel like you're 18 years old yes it's like the other day i wanted to go out and go have some drinks and i'm looking at my daddy's face like where one but i have a baby you knew i was married i was having sex and everything it's like, oh, oh, geez, geez. i'm living that life right now like for real he was like where are you going I'm like, ah, i know like wait a minute <laughs> even if you try to like get like a little piece you're like oh hell he gonna know i did something good too. Well, i know no, well no, it's, i'm not like that i'm just kind of like laying low for i yeah. told my, I and, myself to 40 i'm 30 i'm with you on that if I can make it, well, I will make it to 40. Yeah, you will. Later put myself out there again mm-hmm. for whoever, but whatever. But yeah, I feel you on that. I'm just, that's goals. For me. I decided I'm giving myself three years to be by myself and to chill out because I'm like, leave me alone, leave me alone. And, and, and guess what? To do you. While you're focusing on yourselves. Yes. Your husband going to be paying attention regardless. And I can't wait for that. Like, I, yeah. well, I can wait. I'm patient. I will patiently wait. No, but I know what you mean. Like, yeah. Cause yeah. what the Bible say that he finds you, he who finds a wife finds a good thing. Exactly, and not she who finds and a husband. The Bible also says the fruit of the spirit is love, love. joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, mm-hmm. and suffering, self control. Hello, that's what life is all there, about. I agree a hundred ten percent. I love it. He, I'm sure he will see that. Now, are yeah. you like me? Or in the beginning, I was like, oh, let me get back out there and just have a little fun here and there. But in now, the but in the beginning, and now I'm just like, I'm enjoying this. Don't give a damn. Don't got to answer nobody. Leave me alone. It's like, huh, girl, mm-hmm. you're doing you again. It's like, mm-hmm. I don't want a man. I don't want nobody around me. It's like, God, this is me and you. Mm-hmm. This separation divorce is hard. I can only imagine how it felt going yeah. through all this. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Well, um, speaking of Cece, I don't want to talk about separation, divorce, and she's happily married over here. Oh no! Oh no! Don't worry about and, me. And it prayers up to you because I no, I'm like, not out. I want what you have. Mm-hmm. It's beautiful. I can figure out how to bring myself as a whole into the relationship because I don't oh, want to feel you. like I need to lean on anyone or I don't want them to lean on me. I agree with you. Both come together and then they can just be together, Thank but they mm-hmm. feel like this. You know what yeah. I mean? Oh, oh he's his own person. He's up there playing video games right now. Oh, and I love that. And he knows too. that I'm I'm down here doing the podcast. Yes. So. You know, I love how, and one thing I love about them is their date nights. Although I could never uh, do that. I could never <laughs> do the movie thing. I fall asleep in the room, but I love yeah, every time I think her, I'm a man. They do oh, movies every Friday. Oh, and God. I thought to myself when I do my separation oh. one night, I was like, that's something that I didn't do. And now I see the importance of it. it and is. that was making that time like how they you make time. Like they don't give a damn what's going on yeah. with them too. They just be like, listen, kids can go anywhere. I see Rodney okay. getting a day, date night. Listen, it is important. Because when you meet somebody, so you're connecting. dating, right? 
Yeah. So why, when you married, why you can't continue to date? That's how exactly. y'all. Exactly, and I love got that. To this point, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I yeah. think what helped us out is that, like I said, I tell this story all the time. But in the beginning, we discussed everything that we needed to discuss. Mm-hmm. Right. After that, we knew that what we wanted and why we're sticking together is because of that common goal that we agreed on. Mm-hmm. After that, after we got married, literally the day we got married. We came home, we went to go wash clothes. I mean, it was just a normal day to us. Yeah. I didn't take the wedding so serious, yeah, yeah. spending money just yep. to impress other people. Yeah, yeah. We went to the courthouse, it was done. Yeah. I was like, okay. I mean, on the weekend we met with family yeah. and had dinner, you know? But yeah. other than that, it was just like, we're gonna still be ourselves, right? Yes. You yeah. know, mm-hmm. we're still gonna date, right? Like, mm-hmm. we're not going to let this change us, right? Yep. So we just made sure that we kept that going. Yes. And relationship, you've been married for 16 years. Obviously, you made it to that, um, that yeah, number for a reason. Yeah. So you have yeah. it in you. It just unfortunately ended with that person. Yeah. But that doesn't mean that your life partner is still not out there. That is very true. I feel that way too. I ain't gonna lie. Your it's life like, okay, partner homie, is still out there. Ain't work with us. But you know mm-hmm. what? I hope we're seeing But guess one. what? That person has taught you something. Oh gosh, lessons. It's it's lessons being taught with the person that you were with. Mm-hmm. So you take that with a grain of salt and you define yourself who you are again mm-hmm. and you just keep moving forward. Yeah. And you take everything that you learned until your next relationship and you got my biggest blessing out of that my daughter which is like my little lifeline <laughs> my little you know little lifeline right so yes 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 i look like she froze b i think she froze okay okay we don't know where she went so we're just gonna go ahead and end the video Yep. Mm-hmm. All right, guys. Well, that's another episode of So Problematic. Mm-hmm. We'll see you guys later. Bye. Bye.